وَكَانَ فِي الْمَدِينَةِ And there was in the city تِسْعَةُ رَهْطٍ تِسْعَةُ نَائِنْ رَهْطٍ Family heads. رَهْط from the root letters رَهَطَ And رَهْط is used for a clan. Alright? Or a qabila. Basically رَهْط is used for any number that is somewhere between 3 and 10. Right? ثَلَاثَ إِلَى الْعَشْرَةِ So 3 and 10. And from this it's used for like a small clan within a tribe. The immediate family, you could say, or the next in kin. And the word rahat is not just used for the clan, but also the chief of the clan. So here it's talking about the chiefs of these families. So tis'atu rahatin, nine family heads. You understand? Nine family heads. This might be difficult for us to understand because we don't really have that kind of way of living anymore, that structure anymore. Maybe you do, Allahu A'lam. But you know, for example, in certain families, nobody even gets married unless they have the approval of the grandfather. For instance. Alright? So the grandfather is like who? The family head. You understand? To go to a particular school also, to move somewhere, to take a particular job, you need the approval of who? The family head. The main person. The one in charge. Alright? So these nine family heads, Allah describes them as يُبْسِدُونَ فِي الْأَرْضِ They used to cause corruption in the earth. وَلَا يُصْلِحُونَ They did not make amends. They did not do islah. And sadly, this is the reality of many people in authority. That instead of working towards islah, they do fasad. Instead of fixing problems, they are the ones who are creating problems. They are the ones who are causing even more disturbance. And this is all done in the name of what? Of, you know, progress, or this is good, or success, big name, more profits, and so on and so forth. In the name of Islah, in reality, people are doing fasad. And I don't want to go into discussing this, because this is a very, very vast thing. وَلَا يُصْلِحُونَ They did not do Islah. And the bulk of the people, what were they? Silent followers. قَالُوا They said. So these nine family heads, they said, تَقَاسَمُوا بِاللَّهِ تَقَاسَمُوا You all take an oath with each other. بِاللَّهِ by Allah. تَقَاسَمُوا is from قَسْم. What does قَسْم mean? To take an oath. That by Allah, I will do this. By Allah, I will not do this. Right? And تَقَاسَمُوا Bind yourselves by oath. Meaning swear to each other that you will do such and such. And swear by Allah in front of each other. تَقَاسَمُوا بِاللَّهِ So everybody has to be together in this. What is it that they're planning to do here? لَنُبَيِّتَنَّهُ Surely we will definitely kill him by night. وَأَهْلَهُ and his family. Who? صَالِحَ Salam. Together? We, the leaders, are going to go and kill Salih and his family at night. The whole family, we're going to kill them at night. لَنُبَيِّتَنَّهُ نُبَيِّتَنَّ from the root letters, بَيَّتَ تَبْيِيت بَيْت is home. بَاتَ يَبِيتُ is to spend the night somewhere because generally you spend the night at home. You're supposed to anyway. Then تَبْيِيت is to cause bloodshed at night. Meaning to attack someone at night, to cause bloodshed at night. So لَنُبَيِّتَنَّهُ Meaning at night we will secretly go and kill Salih وَأَهْلَهُ and his family. And then in the morning when people will find out the whole family has been killed, 
And of course, nobody's witnessed it. What are we going to say? ثُمَّ Then we will say, لِوَلِيِّهِ To his wali. Who's wali? The wali of Salih. Who is wali by the way? A close friend. But wali is also used for heir. Alright? But didn't they say they were going to kill the whole family? They were going to kill the whole family, but after the family is the extended family, right? And in the absence of the immediate family, who becomes the heir? Who becomes the heir? Those who are next in relationship, in kin. Right? Don't you read about this or hear about this that someone's great aunt or you know some distant cousin they died and therefore all of a sudden they're inheriting so much money? Right? Why? Because they are the next in kin. All right. So whoever the next in kin, we're going to say to him, "Ma shahidna." We have not witnessed mahlika ahlihi, the mahlik, the destruction of his family. We have not witnessed the destruction of his family. Mahlik from halak, halak destruction, and mahlik is mwarf or masdar, meaning time or place of destruction. We didn't witness it. Meaning we have no idea when it happened, how it happened, who did it. We weren't there, we didn't see it. Ma shahidna mahlika ahlihi. Basically, we're gonna lie. You understand what they're saying? This is a whole plot that they're making. We're gonna secretly kill the whole family at night. And in the morning, we're gonna say to their relatives that, oh, we have no idea how this happened, who did it. Wa inna lasadiqoon. And we're gonna tell them that indeed we are truthful. So basically, we're gonna lie that we are speaking the truth. Does this remind you of somebody? Hmm? Yusuf alayhi salam's brothers. Right? That we're gonna do this, we're gonna throw him away, and then this is what we're gonna say to our father. So, a whole plan. And these people made a plan also. You see, Salih alayhi salam, the people of Thamud, they were an ancient Arab tribe. In this surah, so far, we have learned about a nation from Egypt. A nation from Asham, right? Who was the nation from Egypt? Fir'aun. Fir'aun's people. A nation from Asham. Who was that? Sulaiman alayhi salam. Then Yemen, Sabah, right? And how Sabah, they accepted Islam. And then we're learning about an ancient Arab tribe also. And you see that all of these nations, in their own times, in their own places, they were at the top. Right? They were superpowers of their time. The people of Sabah were also not ordinary people. Remember how the Hudhud described the very throne of the queen of Sabah? Right? The Hudhud was so impressed. So the people of Thamud were also a very mighty people. They weren't ordinary. And in particular it was these leaders that were running the whole show. But we see that it was these leaders who were most corrupt. You see Fir'aun, was he corrupt? Extremely corrupt. What do we see over here also? These nine leaders were very, very corrupt. So they said that we're going to kill him, his family, and the next day we're going to pretend like we don't know anything. Remember how the Prophet ﷺ, when he had to do hijrah, something similar happened? What is the reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told him to leave Makkah? What happened? The mushrikeen, they had that meeting in Darul Nadwa. Remember? And each person suggested that, okay, we should kill him. We should expel him. We should imprison him. And Iblis was there in that meeting. Remember? And Iblis said, no, don't do this. It's not gonna work. Don't do this. It's not gonna work. And finally, Abu Jahl suggested that one person from each tribe is going to participate in the murder of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa And when is it that they were gonna murder him? 
in the night. So as the night fell, they all came around his house, waiting for the Prophet ﷺ to come out of his house to go to the haram to pray. Remember? But what happened? All those people, they kind of fell asleep or they missed the Prophet ﷺ. And in the morning, when they went inside, who did they find? Ali radiallahu anhu. So something similar happened over here with Salih alayhi salam. They said, وَإِنَّا لَصَادِقُونَ We're going to say that we are speaking the truth. And remember that in that society, in Arab society, if somebody commits a murder, then what is due? Blood money. Who's going to take the blood money? The heirs. Right? Or if they demand revenge, qisas, then that means that the killers have to be executed. Why is it that Abu Jahl suggested that one person from each tribe? Why? Because the Banu Hashim would be forced to accept only blood money. So over here, it was a similar plot. In Surah Hud, Ayah 91, we learn that Salih salam he was from a good family, a very noble family. And it was the family of Salih salam that his people feared. We learned they said, وَلَوْلَا رَحْتُكَ لَرَجَمْنَاكَ وَمَا أَنْتَ عَلَيْنَا بِعَزِيزٍ If it was not for your family, we would have stoned you to death. And you are not to us one who is respected. Meaning, we don't have any respect for you. You're not worth anything to us. The only reason why we're sparing you is because we have respect for your family. Did something similar happen with the Prophet ﷺ? Who would come in between Rasulullah ﷺ and the mushrikeen? It was always his uncle, Abu Talib. So they decided to collectively kill him. Now, remember, in other parts of the Qur'an, we learned that these people demanded a miracle. What was the miracle? A she-camel. Alright? When the she-camel came, it drank all their water. Right? They got tired of it, they wanted to get rid of it. They were told, do not touch the camel with evil. What did they do? فَعَقَرُوهَا They killed the camel. When they killed the camel, Salih salam told them, تَمَتَّعُوا فِي دَارِكُمْ ثَلَاثَةَ أَيَّامِ Stay in your homes three days. Meaning you've got three days left only. If you don't repent, خلاص. This punishment that you've been demanding, it's gonna come. So when they were given this final warning of three days, they said, you know what? We'll just kill Salih. Simple. We killed the camel. Now let's kill Salih. And not just Salih, his family also. And then things will go back to normal. This was their plot. Allah says, وَمَكَرُوا مَكْرًا They plotted a plot. وَمَكَرْنَا مَكْرًا But we also planned a plan. What was their plot? To kill Salih and his family at night, secretly. What was the plan of Allah? وَهُمْ لَا يَشْعُرُونَ And they did not perceive. What was the plan of Allah? That their punishment came before the three days were over. They killed the camel. They were given a warning of three days. They didn't take heed. Instead, they were going to do something that was much worse. But before they could actually do it, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroyed them. They intended to destroy Salih and his family, alayhi salam, and Allah destroyed these nine family heads along with their families, their tribes. So the entire nation was destroyed. فَانظُرْ So look, كَيْفَ هَاو كَانَ عَاقِبَةُ مَكْرِهِمْ How was the result, the outcome of their makr, of their plotting? What was the outcome? أَنَّا That indeed we, دَمَّرْنَاهُمْ We destroyed them. وَقَوْمَهُمْ And their people, أَجْمَعِينَ All together. 
The entire nation was destroyed. And remember, تَدْمِيرِ الشَّدِيدُ halak, Total devastation, complete destruction. And how is it that they were destroyed? With a scream, a blast. وَأَخَذَ الَّذِينَ ظَلَمُوا الصَّيْحَةُ Sayha, the word comes for these people, that they were destroyed by a sayha, a blast. You know, this nation was a nation that carved out its homes in mountains. We learned that Aminin, they lived in security, in peace. But what happened to them? A blast and an earthquake caused total devastation. Now, we see over here, when you look at the people of Salih salam, one man amongst them killed the she-camel. إِذِمْ بَعْثَ أَشْقَاهَا right? The most ashqa, the most wretched person amongst them, he got up and he killed the she-camel. It's a one-man job, killing a camel. Especially because they just cut the tendons, right? That's a one-person job. So, one person killed the she-camel. Which led to nine people plotting to kill Salih and his family. And they weren't able to because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prevented them. But what happened? The entire nation was destroyed. Why? Why was the whole nation destroyed? If you think about it, that one person, could he have killed the camel without the support of his people? Could he have? No. These nine people also, could they have made this plot without the support of their people? No, they couldn't. So even though the entire nation was not actively involved in this evil, because they supported it, they showed their support, this is why they were equally guilty. They were equally guilty. And this is the reason why we had this whole discussion before. That use your mind, think about what is it that you're following. What is it that we are promoting? What is it that we are agreeing with? We can't just be blind followers. We have to use our reason. Because ultimately a person will be with those whom he agrees with, whom he loves, whom he associates with. Even though he's not doing the same kind of actions. But because he agrees with them, he will have the same result. Fatilka. So that, buyutuhum, their homes, khawiyatan, khawiyah. This is a very interesting word from khawawiyah, khawa. Khawa is when a house is deserted. Deserted, abandoned. When it's abandoned, what will happen? It'll be in ruins, right? First of all, the things inside, no matter how valuable they are, no matter how precious they are, no matter how much they were looked after by the original inhabitants, they're going to be treated like waste. Right? In fact, they're not going to be looked after anymore. And then eventually, what's going to happen to that whole place? It's going to be in ruins. If something breaks, something falls, nobody's going to fix it. So, وَتِلْكَ بُيُوتُهُمْ خَاوِيَةً Till today their homes stand. But how are they? Khawiya, empty, desolate, deserted. Nobody lives there. Nobody inhabits that place. And the Prophet ﷺ on his way to Tabuk, remember that he passed by the Madain of Salih. Salih's nation where they used to live. The Prophet ﷺ passed by that place. The houses were still there. In fact, there was a well which still had water. And the people actually took water from that well and they made dough with it. 
But the Prophet ﷺ told them not to use it. So they threw that dough. They didn't use it. And this is the people who are going for Tabuk, who are already short in their uh, resources. فَتِلْكَ بُيُوتُهُمْ بِمَا ظَلَمُوا Because of the wrong they had done. So the houses stand today, people are gone. إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَآيَةً لِقَوْمٍ يَعْلَمُونَ Indeed, and that is surely a sign for people who know. What is that sign? People who know this background of why this entire nation was destroyed. People who have this knowledge. Are we of those people who have this ilm? Alhamdulillah, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us the ability to read these ayat and understand them. So what's the ayah then? What's the lesson then? Share one lesson with the person sitting next to you. So what's the lesson? No lesson. إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَآيَةً لِقَوْمٍ يَعْلَمُونَ Assalamu alaikum. One thing that stood out for me was that even if you don't carry out the act of evil, but the fact that you support it or you have the niya, the intention to support it, you're equally blameworthy. What else? Firstly, um, our our material possessions they're not going to benefit us. So like, stop getting so attached to them and stuff, because. Like these houses that they must have like carved out with so much care and and decorated and stuff. Like they're just empty now. And also, if you have the support of your family, then inshallah you can do a lot more than you could like without it. You see, that is exactly what's mentioned over here, that their houses are there today, standing. But they're empty. People are gone. So what we collect here will stay here. But what we do here is going to go with us. Our actions, they matter. So choose your actions wisely. Right? How careful we are about our possessions. Isn't it? It's amazing how sometimes we're confused. Should I take this flavor or that flavor? This shade or that shade? You know, for example, when it comes to a phone, what is it, the... Rose gold, that new color that has come out, right? That color or some other shade. I mean, it's not going to affect the quality of the phone, is it? But how particular we are. How much time we spend even looking for a phone case. Look at what happened to my phone case. See what my kids did? Covered it with stickers. I mean, I remember how much time I spent looking for this case because I said it has to be clean and white. And look what happened. Look at its fate. Looks horrible. Right? This is the, the reality of the things that we have. You know, the queen of Saba, because we learned that the queen, she went with her nation where? To Sulaiman a.s. Now, Allahu a'lam whether they went back after accepting Islam or not. Allahu a'lam, but it is said that in Yemen, you know, their ruins are still there today. Queen of Sheba, right? The lofty structures, the houses that they built, and, you know, whole place full of huge, huge pillars, they still stand today. That's amazing. But it's all covered in sand. All covered in sand. And they've been digging, 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 but that particular area of Yemen, it's basically a place where there's no law. Okay? 
So if a person goes there, their life could be in danger, in serious danger. So people who do go there, they take a huge risk, and when they do go there, whatever work they do, they can't exactly display it, or, you know, what's the worth of all of that? What is it? It's nothing. But because of these things, this money, this dunya, we compromise so much on our akhirah. I was thinking that um, one person's sins encourages other people to do sin because the man who did like hamstring the camel encouraged the nine people to try to kill like Salih alayhi salam. Yes. You see, if they could kill a camel, now they could kill. You know, miracle, they're killing the Prophet of Allah. They want to do it. I just wanted to say it was interesting how after like their level of desperation to kill Saleh and they still didn't realize it was Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who the punishment was coming from and it was foreshadowed before by their superstitious beliefs and stuff. Yeah. And we saved those people who believed and they used to fear Allah. So ultimately who was saved? People who believed and people who feared Allah. And they were a minority in this nation. there must be some thin line between superstitions and not to take the water from that. Can you explain that? Okay. Uh, it's not superstition because of which the Prophet ﷺ told the people not to use the water of that place. The reason was that this was a nation that was destroyed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the signs of that destruction are still there. Because the houses stand till today. They're empty. Allah mentions it in His book. He wants us to take ibrah, to take a lesson. But if we go to such places and start eating and drinking and chatting and, and having fun, we're not going to be taking a lesson. You understand? This is why the Prophet ﷺ advised that when you go to such places, when you pass through them, pass through them crying. Not excited. Wow, look at this, look at that. And this is something that we need to take very seriously. Because the recent tragedy you can say that happened in Mecca, it is something that is distressing. I mean, inshallah, we hope that every single person that died, inshallah, is a shaheed. Because a person who dies where a building is collapsed, in the haram, in the state of ihram, gone for hajj, Friday, between Asr and Maghrib, inshallah, these are all beautiful signs. Beautiful, very good signs. But at the same time, we shouldn't be just watching videos and forwarding them and, and looking at pictures and forwarding them and just talking about them and sharing because we won't be taking ibrah from it anymore. It's just a, you know, a news thing. right? We, we're just passing on news. It becomes too normal then. We're not going to take a lesson anymore. And this is what we need to remember. We need to take a lesson from these things. Inna fi dhalika la ayah. Never forget the ayah. Did you want to say something? There are people whose families have been part of it. It's very difficult, whether it's 9-11 or whether it's an accident like that. And when those things get repeated and people put comments on it and forward it to other people, it is very painful for the people who have been part of it. Yes. And then whatever kind of comments you put on it, whether whichever tragedy, it is, it's kind of revival of having all that bad thoughts. So, we need to be careful what whatever words we say. Yeah. And another thing is it was just in news two days before I just saw part of it. And it was one Muslim girl who was going for liberals and it was going on and on that 
she put some kind of comments when she was 16 year old and it came back to bite her um and whether she's muslim or not when you put comments about different things you put it any kind of social media in fact there are phones now that they can record your conversation so what you say you need to be very very careful i mean and we have to be careful in front of allah taala too but it can come back to bite anybody in this world too yeah and don't just create a hype and this excitement did you see the video did you see that video people were you know this was happening and that was happening how is the hajj going to happen are people going to be able to go for hajj now you know stop just stop and think about your own actions instead of thinking i wonder what the saudis are doing that this disaster happened no let's stop pointing fingers and let us think about ourselves each person needs to do istighfar in his own capacity so this is what we need to focus on inna fi dhalika la ayah indeed and that is a sign and ultimately this is allah's promise that he will save those who believe wa kanu yattaqun their lives are not going to go waste wa lutan and also lut alayhi salam meaning mention him id qala li qaumihi when he said to his people Meaning take a lesson from the story of Lut also when he said to his people, أَتَأْتُونَ الْفَاحِشَةِ Do you commit fahisha? Meaning do you commit immorality? وَأَنْتُمْ تُبْصِرُونَ And you see? What is the purpose behind this question? Is he asking them, do you commit immorality? It was obvious. He knew that they committed this fahisha. So what's this question for? This question is for the purpose of expressing disbelief shock amazement you know disturbance anguish pain you seriously do this you know when you know somebody has done something but you just cannot accept it you cannot understand it so you keep asking them really really you actually took that job you actually took seven courses in one semester like seriously you you signed up for seven really which ones Really? All seven? We keep asking, right? Because we find it very shocking, disturbing. So, Lut salam, what is he disturbed by? What is he disturbed by? This fahisha, this evil deed that his people were committing. What was this evil deed? Homosexuality. وَلُوطًا إِذْ قَالَ لِقَوْمِهِ أَتَأْتُونَ الْفَاحِشَةِ وَأَنْتُمْ تُبْصِرُونَ وَأَنْتُمْ وَالْ يُوْ تُبْصِرُونَ You see... Meaning, you see the wrong, the error of this, of this deed. Meaning, you know how bad it is. You know how reprehensible it is. You're not ignorant of its filth. You're not ignorant of its harm. Yet you have accepted it. Yet you have normalized it. You've made it a part of your lives. How can you do that? وَأَنْتُمْ تُبْصِرُونَ You know where, you know for example, if a person is doing something illegal, right? And... you would say to them, you know that it's illegal, right? You know that, right? And what would they say? Yeah, I do. What would you say? Good. Is that what you would say? You would be shocked. How could you do it knowing that it's illegal? How could you? So likewise, Lut is saying, وَأَنْتُمْ تُبْصِرُونَ You see its harm, its harmful effects. You see its filth. You see how dirty it is. Yet you do it? How can you normalize it? How can you accept it? How can you make it a part of your lives? And وَأَنْتُمْ تُبْصِرُونَ 
could also be understood as you see, meaning you see it being done in front of you, before your very eyes, yet you're okay with it? In other words, you do it in public? In Surah Al-Ankabut, Ayah 29, we learn, وَتَأْتُونَ فِي نَادِيكُمُ الْمُنْكَرِ In your private gatherings, you do munkar. Meaning, it wasn't just something that would happen between two people in a bedroom. No, this was something that would happen in their gatherings. In their gatherings. That how men would be having relations with other men in public. And you would think that, oh, this really bad people, they did it once upon a time. These things happen today also. Today also. Where, like, it's basically an event where men, you know, boys are brought and they are, I know in Pashto, Bacha something? Bacha Bazi. It's not talking about primitive times. This is happening today. Boys are raped in gatherings where there are only men. Yes, they're dressed up like women. You know that? They're dressed up like girls and it's the good looking boys. وَأَنْتُمْ تُبْصِرُونَ How can you see it with your own eyes? How can you see something like this happen? How can you accept it? How can you accept something like this happening in your own house? In your own family? وَأَنْتُمْ تُبْصِرُونَ Shamelessly they committed this deed, being very open about it. You see, if a person is committing a sin and Allah has veiled it, that's a different story. But where a person is committing a sin and he's coming out openly about it, openly publicizing it on Facebook, on social media, in their family, my sexual orientation is such and such, I am such and such, this is something even worse. You know, the sin itself is bad, but doing it openly, publicizing it, talking about it, this is even worse. Because this promotes evil. innakum. Then he asks them, Do you indeed, لَتَأْتُونَ rijal? You approach men, shahwatan with desire? Meaning you go to men, just for the fulfillment of desire? Your lust? مِنْ nisa Instead of women? بَلْ أَنْتُمْ قَوْمٌ تَجْهَلُونَ بَلْ rather, Meaning actually the fact is, that أَنْتُمْ You are قَوْمٌ A people who are تَجْهَلُونَ You behave ignorantly. Meaning, you really don't understand the seriousness of this deed. For if you did, you wouldn't go near it. You have no idea about its repercussions, its outcome in the hereafter. Because if you understood the reality of this deed, you wouldn't do it. You wouldn't go near it. Even though Lut explains to them, attempts to make them realize the error of their deed, still... What do we see? These people chose to remain ignorant. Because earlier he said, وَأَنْتُمْ تُبْصِرُونَ You see the wrong, but yet you do it. This is also jahl. We think ignorance is when a person doesn't know about the truth. Ignorance is also when a person knows the truth, yet he chooses wrong. This is also a form of ignorance. When a person sees right from wrong, but still he chooses wrong and he justifies it. This is jahl. Jahl is to make a wrong choice also. So, بَلْ أَنْتُمْ قَوْمٌ تَجْهَلُونَ You are a people who are behaving ignorantly. The thing is that when a person realizes what they've been doing is wrong, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given them one level of awareness. But that's not where the story ends. Okay? One is to have that realization 
awareness. This is wrong, this is right. The true level of ilm is when a person will change himself. When a person will leave that wrong and adopt what is right. This is what we need to focus on. Make the right decision. And even though it's very difficult leaving your sins behind, but this is what counts before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ibn al-Jawzi, and he's a 6th century of Hijrah scholar, he wrote in his book, Disciplining the Soul. Right? He wrote that a man loved another man. So there was a relationship between two men. Then one day he looked in the mirror and noticed some gray hairs. So he left his partner. His partner wrote to him, and this is poetry being translated into English, so of course it's not going to make complete sense to you, but you'll get the gist of it. His partner wrote to him saying, Why was I abandoned like never before? And the proofs of abandonment are so clear. Meaning, why have you left me? And I see that you have been drinking me. But now you are confounding me. Although I have always known you drinking me alone. Drinking means that you love me. right? That all this time you've been with me, you know that I love you, I know that you love me, it's quite obvious. Why have you left me? Alright? So he wrote back saying, that I am acting like a young man when in reality I am old. Do not blame me for my disaffection. What I have wasted is enough for me. I will be held accountable for what I have done. So save me the sins I may commit. We have seen the father of mankind due to a mistake descend in humiliation. Meaning now, my hair is turning gray. And I know that this is wrong. All this time I've known that this is wrong. It's already hard for me to leave you. But I am leaving you. I'm leaving the sin behind me because I know that if I persist on this sin, my end is going to be humiliation. And so he ended this relationship. He ended it. And this is what we need to remember also. It's not about saying, Astaghfirullah, Astaghfirullah. You know, sometimes we're doing wrong things. We keep doing it and we're like, Astaghfirullah, Astaghfirullah, Tawbah, Tawbah, you know. This is not Tawbah. This is not Astaghfirullah. Astaghfirullah and true Tawbah, Tawbah is that you consider wrong to be wrong and then you leave it. And if you don't leave it, Lut salam says, بَلْ أَنْتُمْ قَوْمٌ بَلْ أَنْتُمْ قَوْمٌ تَجْهَلُونَ You are behaving ignorantly. Leaving sins is what matters. Not realizing that they are sin. Realization is just one step. Leaving the sin, that is important. And no matter what sin it is, once a person realizes, I'm going to die. Like this man, what pushed him to leave the sin was this realization that I am closer to my death now. He saw gray hair. Right? So this is what we need to remember. I am going to die one day. I'm going back to Allah. And I need to stop doing what I'm doing. One more thing about this ayah where Lut said, you come to men shahwatan. You approach men for the purpose of fulfilling your shahwa. What is shahwa? Lust, desire. And over here it's referring to sexual desire. Alright? Remember that the union of two people should not just be for the purpose of sexual pleasure. It should not be just for, you know, fulfilling one's lust. A marriage should not be just for shahwa. Because marriage is not just about sexual pleasure. It's more than that. And if a marriage, 
is founded upon just for the purpose of fulfilling sexual pleasure with another individual, then that marriage is not going to last. It's not going to last because marriage is quite a rocky road. It's like a roller coaster. And if the objective is just to make a relationship halal, then what's going to happen? As soon as a person is done enjoying that relationship, they're going to move on from it. Right? So here we see that Lut is criticizing the focus on shahwa. I mean, that is one of the reasons why a person would get married, but it should not be the ultimate reason. You understand? Like for example, sometimes people are like, oh, but I just love this individual. Why is it that you love them so much? What's the reason? Because they do drugs? No, 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 no. Because they're out of school? No, 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 no. Why do you love them? It's their looks. It's their looks. And then what happens? After a couple of days, when they've had their share of enjoyment, now everything starts bothering them. And then that relationship comes to an end. You want to say something? Go ahead. Just this ayah, it reminds me nowadays when you have a gay parade at downtown, it's a source of recreation. People say, let's go downtown. Why? We can see the gay, gay parade. And when, once you are looking at it, you are a part of it. And now the values are becoming here. And when I came to know, when I read this, I pursue a lot and I find out a lot of information. Then I was shocked to know that that Bacha Bhazi act, the children bleed. They got unconscious. Mm-hmm. And how can the other person can enjoy with this horrible act? It's unbelievable. And when a person just looks at their own shahwa, ignoring how it's going to affect another person's life, it could kill them. It could ruin them. You know, they can go through trauma. Serious trauma. This is so selfish. And this selfish approach to life, this is jahal. This is ignorance. You know, as human beings, what we do affects other people around us. We cannot be concerned about just our pleasure and our displeasure. We need to be concerned about everyone that we are interacting with. This is what differentiates human beings from animals. You see, like an animal, when you're watching a documentary, you look at an animal just take, grabbing another, you're like, oh, leave it. It's, it's a mother. It's, it's got a nest. You know? Leave that bird. But that, that snake is gonna have no rahma. Doesn't have any mercy. Right? This is what differentiates human beings from animals. That we need to have concern for one another. فَمَا كَانَ جَوَابَ قَوْمِهِ But the answer of his people was not إِلَّا except أَنْ قَالُوا that they said أَخْرِجُوا آلَ لُوطٍ مِنْ قَرْيَتِكُمْ أَخْرِجُوا Expel the family of Lut from your city, from your town. Why? What's their crime? إِنَّهُمْ أُنَاسٌ يَتَطَهَّرُونَ Indeed, there are people who clean themselves, who are very pure. They're too clean to live amongst us. They're too pure. So if they want to live with us, they have to become dirty like us. إِنَّهُمْ أُنَاسُوِي يَتَطَّهَرُونَ Since when did cleanliness become a crime? They were taunting over here. You understand? They were taunting Lut his followers. Basically they wanted to expel Lut so that they could do whatever they wanted to do. And many times this happens. That when a person is doing something wrong and others are telling him don't do it, this person says, go away. Let me be. Leave me. Get out of my life. Get out of my face. And the list goes on. Right? Why is it that people say, go away? Let me do what I want to do. You have a problem with what I do? Go away. إِنَّهُمْ أُنَاسٌ يَتَطَهَّرُونَ What we see over here is that the people of Lut were disturbed by the tahara. 
of Lut alayhi salam. Right? They were disturbed by the purity of the believers. That if you're so pure, then leave. Lut alayhi salam made dua to Allah, Rabbi najini wa ahli mimma ya'malun. Oh my Lord, save me and my family from what they do. This is mentioned in Surah Al-Shura, Ayah 169. فَأَنْجَيْنَاهُ So we saved him. وَأَهْلَهُ and his family إِلَّا مْرَأَتَهُ Except his wife. قَدَّرْنَاهَا We decreed for her that she should be مِنَ الْغَابِرِينَ Amongst those who remain behind. Why? Because she supported them. People of Salih also what happened? The entire nation was destroyed. Why? Because they supported their leaders. And over here, the wife of the Prophet is being punished because her sympathies are with who? The criminals. So she will be with them. What does this teach us? Wrong should be considered wrong. وَأَمْطَرْنَا And we rained عَلَيْهِمْ upon them مَطَرَا An evil rain. We sent an evil rain upon them. فَسَاءَ مَطَرُ الْمُنْزَرِينَ So how evil was the rain of those who were warned? What kind of rain was it? Was it of water? Snow? Hail? No. Sijil. And what is Sijil? Baked clay. That when clay is burnt, heated up so much so that it turns into rock. It turns into rock. Literally, it, it feels like rock. You know like people make bricks made of clay? How do they do that? How do they do that? They bake it in a furnace. Have you seen primitive technology? This is YouTube, it, primitive technology. And you'll see how a man, he basically makes a hut with two hands. Only two hands. He's got no tools at all whatsoever. And he uses just mud, water, and wood. That's it. And he makes a whole hut. Heated, by the way. Heated. Alright? Huh? There's a chimney as well. Exactly. So he makes these bricks of clay and then he puts them in a furnace and they become so hard that they sound like as if they were ceramic. Literally. So sijil, this is sijil. This was rained upon them. Imagine, if there is a rain of stone, what do you expect? What do you think is going to last? What life do you think will remain? وَأَمْطَرْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ مَطَرًا فَسَاءَ مَطَرُ الْمُنْذَرِينَ And in particular we learned that each stone, it was decided who it was going to hit. And it would not hit anyone except the person that it was destined to hit. قُلْ say الْحَمْدُ All praise is for Allah. All praise is for Allah. Yes, all praise is for Allah. Even when a people are destroyed? Yes. Why? For the eradication of wrong. وَسَلَامٌ And peace. عَلَىٰ عِبَادِهِ Upon his servants. Which servants? الَّذِينَ اصْطَفَىٰ Whom he has chosen. And who are these servants? The prophets of Allah. Whom Allah chose for hidayah. Whom Allah chose to convey his message. He guided them. He preferred them over mankind. He chose them. Istafa. And remember that istafa is to choose someone because of safa, because of their purity. So Allah chose these messengers. Allahu khayrun. Then Allah asks a question. Allahu khayrun. Is Allah better? Allahu. Why is this read with a mad? Because it's a what? A question. And then Allah. 
Allahu khairun is Allah better amma yushrikun or that which they associate with him who's better is Allah better or is it these idols and these so-called gods that people have made and they consider them to be Allah's partners who's better Allah is better whatever is made ilah remember nothing is better than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala over here we learn three things Firstly, all praise for Allah at all times for the establishment of truth, for the eradication of wrong. Secondly, وَسَلَامٌ عَلَىٰ عِبَادِهِ الَّذِينَ اصْطَفَىٰ Peace be on the servants of Allah whom He has chosen. And who are these in particular? The prophets of Allah. Which is why whenever we mention Sulaiman, what do we say? عَلَيْهِ salam, Because Allah is teaching us this etiquette. The prophets of Allah, alayhim salam And Allah is the source of peace. He is the source of salam. You know, once in Musnad Ahmad we learned that Jibreel came to the Prophet ﷺ and he said, إِنَّ رَبَّكَ عَزَّ وَجَلَّ يَقْرَأُ عَلَيْكَ السَّلَامِ Your Lord, the glorious, the exalted, is sending salams to you. What do we say in response? Allahumma anta salam wa minka salam Tabarakta ya al-jalali wal-ikram. And thirdly, what we learn in this ayah is that Allah is better, more superior. He is the best compared to anyone and anything that could be put even close to Him. Because He is Al-Aliyyul Azim. And this is the message of Tawheed. Realize the greatness, the superiority of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let's listen to the recitation. وَلُوطًا إِذْ قَالَ لِقَوْمِهِ أَتَأْتُونَ الْفَاحِشَةَ وَأَنْتُمْ تُبْصِرُونَ أَإِنَّكُمْ لَتَأْتُونَ الرِّجَالَ شَهْوَةً مِّن دُونِ النِّسَاءِ بَلْ أَنْتُمْ قَوْمٌ تَجْهَلُونَ فَمَا كَانَ جَوَابَ قَوْمِهِ إِلَّا أَن قَالُوا إِلَّا أَن قَالُوا أَخْرِجُوا آلَ لُوطٍ مِّن قَرْيَتِكُمْ إِنَّهُمْ أُنَاسٌ يَتَطَهَّرُونَ فَأَنْجَيْنَاهُ وَأَهْلَهُ إِلَّا امْرَأَتَهُ قَدَّرْنَاهَا مِنَ الْغَابِرِينَ وَأَمْطَرْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ مَطَرًا فَسَاءَ مَطَرُ الْمُنْذَرِينَ قُلِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ وَسَلَامٌ عَلَى عِبَادِهِ Subhanakallahu <laughs> <laughs>